Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Katie Wilkins and I'm an author and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where Brandy meets bludgeoning, Mimosa meets misdemeanour and Port meets prostitution. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. This dog was like the Brad Pitt of golden retrievers. <laughs> Cheap with the French, now I'm fighting with France and with Spain. What a night for HG. You look am... like my dog. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. We are recording this in the UK. We have just entered lockdown two. It is the difficult second album. Sequels are always so hard. People are going to want all the things that they enjoyed in the first one, like (laughs) banana bread, but also they don't want to see their banana bread memories destroyed. Um, (laughs) So it's a really difficult line to tread, you guys. But also, by the time this comes out, everyone's going to be like, who gives a shit about lockdown two? So anyway, (laughs) I'm just going to move straight on. We are joined this week by the fantastic American comedian and writer, Laura Hayden. Somebody's dog even cheered. Yeah, that's a fantastic 
Dogs dig me. It's all right. <laughs> he is a big Laura Hayden fan. He didn't know you were Absolutely. I'm big in the animal kingdom. <laughs> they can hear me screech. <laughs> I should say as well, also it's November 5th. So we may right. be interjected with fireworks. That's um, what set um Is that uh, why your dog dog's off. barking at him? Yeah, 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 yeah. And what, he loves What happened Laura. November 5th fireworks in the UK? Oh boy, how do, we, how do we sum up this weird and main holiday? You can translate it, Taylor. Do you want the Americans' take on it? Yes. Yes, please. That, well, it'll be slightly wrong and easy. Yeah, I like it. Well, it's <laughs> it's kind of celebrating a guy who tried to blow up Parliament. Um, yeah. And I guess the fireworks are a bit of an homage to his chutzpah. It's a dark, bleak, weird celebration. But yeah, so we, it, right? his name was Guy Fox, but it feels like we're kind of celebrating him, which is a funny thing to celebrate because it's kind of like, good for you, almost blowing up but Parliament. Also, aren't we celebrating his demise? Because we, we throw a guy on the fire, don't we? We right. uh, literally burn his effigy. It's a right. weird fucking thing that we're doing here. <laughs> you know, guys. I feel like we should adopt that in the US. I can feel I feel like there are people we should celebrate with fireworks and then burn uh, <laughs> effigy of their bodies. I'll I'll come up with a top ten list in American history. <laughs> and then you can We're still trying to count ballots right now, currently oh in the US. God. It's November fifth and we don't know who is the president of the yeah. USA. And Laura's Neither like, Where we. are you from? And I was like, Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, California was easy. You could have guessed uh, which way that those electoral votes were gonna go before the collection even went on. Yeah. So that was yeah, I'm registered to vote in New York, which kind of feels like a letdown because I'm like, oh, I, w- I kind of wish I could contribute to the swing state instead of just being like, here's my vote, which is very yeah. predictable. Like, it's never a surprise. But well, you know what? We're not supposed food, to have fun. It's not supposed food, to be fun. Food for thought for the next fascist takeover. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have back history. <laughs> um, we've got to crack on. But I have one quick question. When you guys do the 4th of July, is it literally the 4th of July? It's not like a week of fireworks. Everyone going, oh, I'm going to celebrate tonight. People like their fireworks because there's nothing more fun than huge explosions and flames and the chance of causing <laughs> fires. It's the only holiday that and Christmas and Thanksgiving, I think that actually really happen on the actual day. You can't actual day. Halloween too. You can't, you can't change 4th of July. We're going to celebrate on the first. Um, it, it is the 4th of July. So yes. Yeah, it wouldn't. Okay. That's See, good. People, then. people but, do fireworks the whole week because they like to blow things up, but it's literally the 4th oh, okay. of July. Okay. I'm going to be unable to stop myself from giving a very quick anecdote, which is we had a crazy mayor of Pittsburgh called Sophie Maslow. I don't know how she got elected. She was kind of adorable, totally clueless. She wanted to save money. So she pitched July the 3rd. She's like, if we do it a day early. <laughs> what, the fireworks are cheaper? How is this saving money? <laughs> you do like it that. the day after when they're selling them at home. Yeah, like, sure. maybe, maybe it was. Maybe it was the 5th of July, which is even worse because then you're behind everybody. But anyway. <laughs> I could happily talk about fireworks all night, but instead... Me too, I love them. (laughs) I've got to ask, Laura Hayden, can you tell us, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Oh, I have been fantasizing and dreaming about this question for weeks. (laughs) Uh, I live in Los Angeles, California. When am I not a victim of of crime? Mm. I, I could probably give you crimes daily, but I thought long and hard about what would be the most interesting for your podcast, and I Based on the episodes I've listened to so far, I don't think anybody's had this happen. Okay. Ooh. When I was about eight years old, someone stole our family dog. <gasps> <a beautiful gasps> 
retriever. Oh, oh that no. was very triggering. I've just had to calm my dog down. He's heard that. He hasn't barked yet, but he's looking at me very pensive. So, oh, God. Uh, this dog was like the Brad Pitt of golden retrievers because people <laughs> wanted to buy him all the time. I mean, golden retrievers are beautiful. They're, they're gorgeous dogs. I mean, all dogs are cute, but this dog was yeah. like stunning. Like it was the Chris Helmsworth of golden retrievers. So people are all the time like, can we buy your dog? And we're like, no, it's our dog. And we had two dogs. We had a black lab and this golden retriever. Nobody wanted to take the black lab. I mean, he was a good looking dog too, but uh, the wow. golden retriever got all the love. And, uh, People would ask to buy them all the time. And I remember one time somebody says, I really need this dog. I really want this dog. We're like, no. And um, so my mom, trusting, we never locked anything in our house growing up. Where did you grow somebody, up? Actually, I grew up in West Covina, but it was right on the La Puente border. Not where okay. anybody would know that, but very Hispanic. Again, California, nobody would know. See, I'm like West Covina from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah, me too. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in the San Gabriel Valley, so you would know that because it's the home of Bill and Ted. So, oh, even uh, better. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. This gets better. It's all Bill and Ted. Every, like, <laughs> I forgot oh, about they the dog. I'm just so excited. No, sorry. Continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, I grew up really close to Bill and Ted's uh, excellent adventure awesome. area. The slide park they go to, we used to go to like weekends oh during the summer and stuff. That's awesome. Um, That's so fun. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm like, what other movie references would you like for where I grew up? <laughs> um, so the gate wasn't locked and somebody opened the gate and only took one dog. Like if it was, I'm sure the other dog wasn't like, oh, I'll just stay here while you go. Like if a gate had opened, both dogs would go out. I mean, this was calculated. So someone stole the golden retriever, but left the black lab. Wow. So, so at eight years old, somebody stole our family <gasps> pet. And like, so did you call the police? Did it ever get returned? Uh, no, there's, they're the, you know, the police. Sorry. Was it, was <laughs> wow. it Angelina Jolie? <laughs> well, that would be fantastic. With poor Jennifer <laughs> yeah. left behind. Yeah, Jennifer, still cute, but not as cute as Angelina Jolie. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Didn't have the moves. It was a Mr. and Mrs. Smith moment completely. <laughs> oh, no. That is oh, super traumatic. So you woke up and you just had one dog. One dog, yeah. And we got it, both dogs at the same time, so um, they were they were friends. Aww. Oh, man, and, like, that's just so sad for the dog that's left behind as well, crying for his friend. Yes. Yeah, you guys know. made a police report, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah. Now they called the police, but they're like, it's a dog. We got things to deal with. <laughs> like, no, it's the Brad Pitt of dogs. <laughs> dogs. Yeah. This is important. I grew up in an area where the police force was pretty much like, did anybody bleed was there a stabbing <laughs> no gunshots okay well we're sorry about your dog isn't it sad though that i imagine like because there's this whole thing isn't there about when a sort of a woman is murdered if she's blonde middle class um pretty <laughs> with the that, dogs. yeah it is it's you get more police attention because the world is unfair and fucked up but i love the idea that yeah for your sexy dog it like the police yeah, are my- like we're gonna find it but for like some shitty jack russell or some terrier <laughs> they're just like do you know what no, probably. But even for this, the police were like, we don't care how sexy this dog was. We're not well, going to find they, it. They never saw the dog. So they, they just knew it was a family pet, a golden retriever that right. was, you know. They're like, you pinched. still have so, the one. Be grateful. Exactly. They, they, they left the other dog, which was a perfectly nice dog, too. So, wow. Um, well, and oh, now yeah. we know during lockdown that the like value of dogs has trebled, quadrupled or something. So there are dog thefts all over the place yeah. here because people are selling them on for ridiculous amounts. I've never yeah. read about so many dog thefts. 
Yeah, yeah. We keep getting warnings in our Facebook, like village Facebook group. Do like, you? Really? Gates. People are stealing dogs. Well, we're on lockdown. How are people stealing your dog if you're home all well, day? They are breaking lockdown, I mean, for starters. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. it's I need like a pet really ethics. bad. Let's get out of the house. Um, <laughs> yeah. I and it's not hard to get a dog, so I don't understand. Like, no. there's dogs everywhere. Like, you don't have to, like, steal somebody's pet. There are right. dogs everywhere. And I can't say this enough. Go to a shelter, go to Battersea, get a dog that needs a home. You don't have to steal some child's loved pet. You do if you want to profit, Katie. You do if you want to profit. I don't want to be a harsh entrepreneur. Well, I'm 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 pretty sure this was a he was gonna be a stud dog. So he's probably had a perfect life, you know. A lot of bitches. And that's actually not out of order to say that. That's very. That's, that's like the correct. only time you should. Say that. <laughs> oh, God, was it not? Was it not neutered? It wasn't neutered. Uh, no. Right. Again, the similarities to Brad Pitt are just—it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> on and on, very much intact. I've heard. I really can't get over the idea of these people coming up to you and being like, "Can I buy your dog?" That's just creepy. Yeah, it's kids. the privilege of like, I've got money, so I, I guess I can I take should, away something I that someone loves. I should be able loves. to have that. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Now I'm thinking back on that. What a creepy thing to do to little kids. Can we buy your dog? Like, yeah. no. I didn't think that much of it when I was a kid. I'd be like, somebody tried to buy Nephi again. Yeah. And like now looking back on all that, it looks like a, a, a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. So Laura, we always ask everybody if you had the perp, from this crime and they can't say anything they can't see you if you don't want them to whatever but you can say anything you want to them what would you say i hope every single time you reach to get a cookie the bag is empty (gasps) oh Oh, that's good that is a good answer that is a good answer every time you're like oh i want a little sweet fix and every time you try to get something nope deny the Midas touch, no cookies for you. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love exactly, a very yeah. specific kind of... Uh, because it's is... just huge disappointment, but it's not like evil or anything. Yeah. It's just, you're just going to be disappointed over and over and over again That's throughout like a, your life. It's a really good, mild curse. <laughs> I love that. I like it. I hope That's you're always perfect. out of milk. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I kind of want to do it Italian style. Not only does it happen to you, but all your grandchildren. Every time they go to get a cookie, there's <laughs> none. I love that because it's more fun doing it to children because they like <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is the cookie curse of 93 and then also they <laughs> it all like links stop. back to a beautiful beautiful dog <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they gotta stop those kids crying uh i have to tell you i'm a fan of the podcast my favorite episode still is lavinia fisher ah uh, the, the hot yeah, lavinia. I know that's old, yeah it's way back for you guys but that whole you know killing people on the bed like that's fantastic <laughs> People should go back and start at the beginning and listen to the podcast so they can go back and find the one I'm talking about. I'm not going to tell you. It's just early in the whole series here. But uh, This is a Lucy uh, Porter episode, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Susan. That was a very one. fun episode. I, good... I can remember that one well. And uh, okay, I can't I'm just say making, that about I'm making me. people go back to the beginning. You can't start just mid-season. you gotta st- you got to commit and <laughs> yeah. start at the beginning. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Okay, so no pressure on this case. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to set the scene a little bit. The year is 1820. The Napoleonic Wars ended five years ago. And we're in a pub because it's us, guys. Come on. Am I right? (laughs) So now this pub is called the Walnut Tree Inn. And it's in Aldington, Kent in the UK and England. 
And for a while, this pub was the headquarters of something illicit. So two questions. Number one, what do you think the crime is that we're going to be discussing? And question number two, who were the gentlemen in blue? Ooh. Human trafficking? Human (laughs) trafficking we have from Laura. Good guess. Was it an early incantation of the blue man group? Blue Man Group. I love it. So we have two questions. What was the yeah. crime? And then who are the people in blue? Yeah. The body me, snatchers. Part of me thinks, is are you doing a topical, you know, as topical as 1820 gets, but are you doing a topical one in the sense, is it Guy Fawkes? Is it because I know that they all met in pubs and stuff, the conspirators for the gunpowder plot, but I don't know when the gunpowder plot was. I think it might have been before 1820. Yeah, it's not a homage to... (laughs) Because this isn't coming out on Guy Fawkes, right? I would have had to have a word with Amanda. I would have planned the whole thing. (laughs) So it's this pub in Kent, 1820. You you made a point of saying this is post-Napoleonic. Is that significant? It to could what be. they're doing. So what would have Ooh, been illicit okay. after the Napoleonic Wars? Wars? Was it the guillotine? The guillotine appreciation society. <laughs> they're eating French food and French wine yes. and not like <laughs> about it. Also, can I just say that literally my only reference for Napoleon is the one from Bill and Ted. So that's all that I'm like. <laughs> that's all I've got. He likes water slides. That's all I know. Oh, come on. You don't even have crime bandits in there? Come on. Do you? Oh, research? time bandits. Time bandits. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> crime bandits is the sequel oh. that we're writing. Write it down. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and he right, eats the it. ice cream and he's like, le glace. And I'm like, I speak French now. <laughs> <laughs> I only speak restaurant French. Uh, I know how the. Uh, That's all you. I worked need. in a French restaurant for ten years, so if you want to order something, we can do creme brulee, tartan, poulet au poivre, pommes frites, and um, nice. But yeah, only food. Um, so it's the French war. It's after it's after the Napoleonic Wars. I feel like they're eating French food in the back of the pub, and um, and they have French friends, and they want, and they speak French. That's the guys okay. in blue. They're speaking so French you- in the back of the pub, eating. Eating croissants and French champagne. Okay, so or you think prostitution? A, one of the two. Okay, so, so it's either human trafficking, prostitution, or illicit speaking French and eating croissants. Do you know what? Yes. Laura. We've got Blue Man Group from Hannah. <laughs> Taylor, any advance on these uh, wild accusations? No, I. I'm just not getting. I'm not getting a reading on this one. <laughs> okay, okay. You need more information. That's fine. I do. I have I more do. information. Okay, we are going to be discussing smuggling. <gasps> Hello. Hello. Smuggling. They are smugglers. The headquarters is in a pub near a beach. We are smugglers, and yes. the gentleman in blue is the name of the Oldington gang, who are a gang of smugglers. And they were also known as the South Kents or Blues. And it was the colour of their smocks or clothing that they normally wore. Hey, better that than their body parts. It's like the early Crips. I'm from Los yeah. Angeles, sorry. <laughs> no, it is. Um, it is like the Crips and the Bloods with the colours yeah. and everything. It's, it's a the, post-Napoleonic Crips. That's it, what we got going on. It genuinely, it kind of is. Thanks so. for bringing it to Los Angeles for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone can be involved in this. It's a fun fun case. Now, um, certain preconditions need to exist to make smuggling. Jesus. Smuggling. That's cute. (laughs) So cute, you guys. So certain preconditions need to exist to make smuggling such a big and profitable extravaganza. So question, 
What perfect storm of conditions existed at this time which led to so much smuggling? Ooh, so there probably wouldn't be strict laws around uh, where where boats were allowed to travel, how they were allowed to dock. Okay. That kind of stuff. Okay. Maybe. There had to be boats. There had to be boats. <laughs> Preconditions, boats. Yes, Taylor's <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Anybody else? Laura, Hannah? Well, with smuggling, you're usually bringing in goods that are either scarce or illegal. Ooh. So... Excellent you're not, guess. Excellent you're not smuggling guess. in things that you can find, you know, on, on the corner. So it's bringing in things that you can't get that people want. Okay. So that's that's that is, uh, usually sex, drugs, and alcohol. <laughs> I love where you're going, and that is highly logical. Hannah, any advance? Yeah, I mean, I guess that if you're... Because we didn't have prohibition here, did we? So, like, in terms no. of alcohol, I guess you can... <laughs> thank you, Katie. <laughs> so I guess that, like... I'm just trying to think, what did they not have in 1820? And was there a lot of, like, were people... I suppose any time after a war, it seems like a country is not very affluent. It seems a time where you have to rebuild. Mm-hmm. So perhaps at the time in the 1820s, the, the country was so poor that maybe it wasn't stuff that was illegal. Maybe it was just stuff that they could get cheaper. It's like going to Aldi. Okay, you know what? I'm giving it to Hannah. Ooh, Aldi. All right. <laughs> so there's two things. Number one, a lot of men have come back from the wars and struggled to find other Ah, work. So you have high unemployment. I can't talk. You have high unemployment of men. But number two, and this is what Hannah was kind of saying, uh, you have incredibly high taxes, Uh uh, which have been raised very high in an attempt to cover the debt of the war. Interesting. I think smuggling is maybe going to make a comeback after coronavirus then, because there's a lot of unemployment and also... And Brexit. (laughs) Yeah, and I think we're going to be taxed to make up for for everything in the last couple of years. Like, but that's not what the Tories are all about. (laughs) Jesus Christ, don't get me started on this. I've already drunk too much, I can tell. We need to whiz through this. (laughs) I keep emptying my glass. It's going to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so quick question. How much debt was Britain in after the Napoleonic Wars? Oh, boy. I don't know why I got so excited. Oh, geez. Oh, boy. It's going to be high. It's a lot. Taylor just loves hearing about other people's debts. It's like, oh, fucking tell me. Tell me. (laughs) No, my debt. Do we do this in pounds or dollars? Like, do I need to do the translation? I'm going to say uh, 23 million pounds. Okay. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep up with the you know the vernacular of where yeah. we're at. Mm. Ten we million. appreciate that as well. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Laura. You're like that. Make, that number makes no sense at all, Laura. But thanks for saying that. No, no. Twenty three million from Laura. You guys going higher or lower? Ten million shilling guineas. Ten Taylor shilling guineas. That's an insult to our currency. Come on, um, Hannah. Yeah, I imagine like it's hard, isn't it, for an entire. Maybe I'm going to go high. I'm going to go 50 million because it's an entire nation. And I mean, that is a huge amount of money in 1820, yeah. but fuck it. You know what? Hannah is the closest. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Hannah's winning everything today. What Hannah, a night for HG. <laughs> <laughs> the UK was in debt at this time between either £875 million pounds and £1 billion, pounds, depending Ooh. on which source I should trust. And that's the oh 1815 God, that's money. Because Wow-wee. my source said that this was, at this time, it was 200% of GDP. But now GDP is in the trillions. So it, that was their money that they were in that much wow. debt. Wow. And I but love it the fact was in- that 
shinny guineas, but it was in shinny guineas, <laughs> right? It was, yeah, which means nothing. <laughs> I love the fact that I've celebrated getting that right when I was £800 million pounds wrong. <laughs> you were still, you were the closest. Um, just for reference, by the beginning of the 20th century, the national debt had been reduced to around 30% of GDP. So it's not 200%. Anyway, we don't need to get... Look, this is a crime podcast, but what's more fun than tax, you guys? <laughs> Nothing, really. Um, <laughs> I don't know, small razor blades with lime cuts? I don't know. Okay, no, um, that, is, that is more fun than tax. Um, so, but like the, the thing, like the reason I have to, I have to just kind of slightly get bogged down in the tax and the debt just to set the scene a tiny bit more. And also we've got two American people on our podcast today and uh, England was, or Britain, whatever, was still, whatever my country calls itself, was still in debt. Obviously, the American independence, they'd got in loads of debt then. I could quote Hamilton lyrics to you all. About, <laughs> that whole, you cheat with the French, now I'm fighting with France and with Spain. Um, that all happened. And then... I can't believe you're not a cast member. <laughs> I know, right? Cutie Wilkins strikes again. <laughs> with the worst singing voice in the known world. Nope, um, I win. That one. <laughs> no way. I got kicked out of a church choir. Okay. <gasps> I got told to mime in my choir. <laughs> they didn't want me to mime. They wanted me not present. They just wanted you out of there. Oh, oh my wow. God. Any sound came out. Okay, I think I think maybe you win. That's <laughs> not a very Christian thing to do. My no. God. Like, I'm just trying to emphasize how much debt Britain was in. They'd been paying the other monarchies in Europe to fight Napoleon. Mm-hmm. So they were really worried that like he was going to take over. So they're trying to encourage them to keep fighting the Republican, like the French Republicans and the Bonapartists. Um, and then obviously they're not getting that sweet tax dollar from the USA anymore because America is free from British rule. Yeah, we said no more taxes. Yeah, uh, we stopped drinking tea. We went straight to coffee. Not, not right, really, totally. So like crushing yeah. it. Which then, we like, grew on our own soil. Uh, wait. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a great day for everybody. <laughs> but, like, um, but, the, but 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 the point that I'm trying to make is that they've been raising all these other taxes because they're just so fucked. So they've got taxes coming out the wazoo. They've got income taxes, land taxes, and they've introduced the so-called assessed taxes um, on individual items, which were imposed on many luxury goods, houses, carriages, servants, horses, and plates. And these increased so frequently and were applied and were applied to so many and more items and consumer goods that it was said of the government that wherever you see an object, tax it. Wow. So they were taxing plates? Yes. A plate is a luxury like just yes. eat out of your hands. What yes. <laughs> eat out of your hands or pay extra tax. Like this is where we're at. Isn't um, this so. why? There are windows in the UK that are bricked up because you got taxed per window on your property. See, this I thought this was more of an Irish thing because this was one of the things that English did to the Irish, which really just absolutely fucking crucified extra taxes on Ireland where, um, yeah, there was a window tax in Ireland. There probably was in England. Oh, okay. there was, yeah. Like you can see, it's often in the more sort of posh areas of London. Uh, if you walk through Highgate, you can see loads of, Places that have been just like bricked up for, for yeah. the window tax, and, and now like, people leave them as like a bougie thing. It's like <laughs> this was once yeah. taxed heavily. And, I know uh, it's like my house brick. is so fucking big that we could afford to actually lose some windows. If I lost <laughs> a window in my flat, I'd literally be living in a cellar. Like you know, it's like we need those <laughs> yeah. windows. There's not enough. But uh, I live in California. I'd be like, is it that's the is it the hole in the wall that you're taxed for, or the actual glass 
plain because if you if you just took the glass out and it's just a hole in the wall, would I be taxed? Because the weather's pretty nice here. If we just leave the hole, see, you know, yeah, that's good another point. good but, point. But the, but the weather there is crap most of the time, so you have to have windows. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to. Yeah, it's a, di- it's a different ball game. And if of you're course, like to dodge the, window tax. The Tories, <laughs> like only a few years ago, did the bedroom tax. Do you remember the fucking bedroom <gasps> tax? Yeah. You know, it's like it's interesting that this shit doesn't go away. It's just for having a bedroom or for getting busy in the bedroom. Spare what were they bedroom? <laughs> oh, spare bedroom. I made my boyfriend to... pay a bedroom tax, but like that's not the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you want to enter? <laughs> I found. <laughs> you want to enter from behind? This is for you, Hannah. Oh goodness! Oh, that's because of Detective Buttstaff. That's nothing that we've talked about earlier on in the podcast that we've cut out. Just or so is knows. it? Let's leave them guessing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So it's safe to say at this point they're in a bit of a pickle. The Oldington Gang was probably the last major gang of smugglers in Kent. They operated along the coast between Rye and Deal, making good use of the Romney Marsh for transporting smuggling goods inland. Question. What kind of goods were they smuggling? I'm smiling just because I love Deal because that was the first place we went when <laughs> lockdown ended. And I there are plaques everywhere talking about the smugglers and, and stuff. And it's just, it's like the loveliest little town. So to picture it as the shithole that it was at the time and like it was just, you know, people of disrepute and da, 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 da. It wasn't necessarily a shithole of people of disrepute. It's just that that's well, what that's what the plaque... Do. Said. Well, oh really? They're trying <laughs> to distance themselves. Wow! If everything Kent, is man. being taxed, sorry, everything on, is being taxed. I'm sorry, I'm doing work, girl, workplace thing. Uh, <laughs> everything is being taxed, then everything is going to get smuggled. I mean, just yeah. talk about two months ago, toilet paper was like a high priority in yeah. the world. You know? if everything's being taxed, and then they were smuggling everything just to, so you could buy things without tax. Yeah, that's a good answer. Plates. Plates yeah, is it, it's a plates and toilet rolls. Is it very basic? Yeah, it, 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 is it just like everyday items? Yeah. No, good instincts. Hannah, anything to add? What, when were you were at school, did anyone else? I don't know. If this is just an Isle of Wight thing, but did anyone else have like bullies would come up to you and they take your stuff and they just go taxed, and then they walk <laughs> off? Literally, they just say tax for anything. That was like they'd misinterpreted what tax was, or their parents had said like, "Oh, tax is stealing," and they've gone like, "Oh, well, I'm just going to steal things and shout tax in your face." <laughs> that that is way more sophisticated than the bullies I grew up with. They just took your <laughs> shit. They they didn't had any social commentary on it. They're yeah. just like, "That's not my shit." Yeah. You like- <laughs> at the end of the year, they give me a rebate on all my sweets because it's <laughs> yeah. too many. You get to write it off. <laughs> so, yeah. I, my bullies said loser so I always thought that meant like tax so like I always file my losers every year and my bullies just said four eyes so I'm out of the game <laughs> oh. they just took your dignity yeah oh. but genuinely anyone who's listening can you just message us to let me know if it was just an Isle of Wight thing to well, sh- so to you, this tax. is a shout out to your Isle of Wight bullies what did tax mean <laughs> no it's to anyone else I want to know whether they like invented it one well, wasn't smuggling huge in the Isle of Wight it was I mean I don't know if any of you guys have a really on brand story but mine is when I was 10 I had an asthma attack in a smuggling museum and that's just very <laughs> Hannah George so. I'm, I'm drinking anybody else <laughs> yeah like sorry I can't talk cheers <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Okay, so they were smuggling spirits, tobacco, and salt. I was going to joke about salt because it's always salt. This came up on another episode. That's hilarious. Yeah. Everybody was, needs salt. Those were the, you know, the kind of the things that had very high taxes. Um, so yeah, oh, because so, they were they were luxury items. So I was thinking the wrong way. Okay. Okay. So now they this gang probably formed prior to eighteen twenty, as gradually as the all the soldiers started. So from eighteen fifteen, when everybody was returning from the war, and then you know returning to this depressed um, employment market. But they're written about more after eighteen twenty. So question, how many people were in the gang? And I will accept answers. There's like a core kind of group. And then there's like the out, like the rider people that are kind of helping them pull stuff off. 18. 18 in the core gang or in the whole gang? I'm going to go whole gang. Okay, 18 whole gang. You guys? I think if you're going to like um, have a, like a costume, they're all wearing blue. Like getting too many people to really go for that. I think you're, right. you're talking maybe five, I think. I think there's five. Okay. Although I suppose you need quite a lot of people to run a ship. So let's go 10. I'm going 10. All right. 10 for Hannah, Taylor. Oh, I was picturing so much bigger. Like, okay. fi- like 50 or 60. Okay. You know what? I'm giving it to Taylor. Basically, there was like 20 core members. So actually... I should give it to Laura too. Um, and then they were like, I don't want to take any pity points. I, oh, no, but you said 18. Which I is don't so need close. any pity. <laughs> it's so close. To I don't want your pity points. Give it to Taylor. crap. <laughs> um, so there were like 20 core members, and there were like 80 kind of outer members. Okay. And that would be like locals helping unload stuff. And one source said that up to 300 people would be in on it. Or if there was a big shipment kind of helping everybody's like in a big chain of command. It was actually quite military precision mm. uh, the way they did it. So you'd have 20, the, the core 20 would be armed with firearms and kind of bats. And they'd be like patrolling and protecting the scene while the 80 kind of locals would be helping carry tubs of contraband goods from the boats across the beaches into the marshes. Um, now we have a gang leader at this point. Um, I'm not going to pronounce it. El Chapo. This. Who? <laughs> it's very American reference, El Chapo. So <laughs> I'm just thinking of like Mexico, like when they smuggle stuff, like I was like, oh, so you're the whole town's involved. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, no, like it is, you are correct, but this name is so it'll be John Smith. 
Oh, wow. Cephas Quested, but I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. That is a much sexier English name than you usually get. What was his name? Cephas. Cephas, C-E-P-H-A-S, and then Quested. Cephas Quested. That is a sexy name. That's cool. He's he's the original gang member, um, and he was the leader in the early days, um, and then somebody else takes over from him. So... The, the Dread the, Pirate Roberts? <laughs> <laughs> well, so now, the locals were paid um, seven shillings a night to do this, which was as as much in one night as they would earn from a fortnight's wages later. Wow. Wow. So it was totally worth their while. Yeah. Um, Prime Which is obviously one of the reasons why it's very hard to catch a smugglers because so many people were in on it and profiting, so no one wants to out them. Um, now, but eventually the tax man is losing too much money, so catching them becomes a bit more incentivized. So then we have a task force assembled to help catch them. It's kind of like if the Avengers were tax collectors. So question, what was the name of the task force to catch the smugglers? <laughs> oh, the big deal. Because the big deal. deal. Nice. 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 <laughs> what was the name of the town again? Aldington. Aldington. Now that's too long to have a task force <laughs> That's that's not catchy at all. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with generic. The catching the blues. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the blues catchers. Nice blues catchers. Big deal. Taylor. Well, maybe I, I feel like it won't be catchy because it's 1820. I feel like it'll be like a the moral, the men of moral uh-huh. standing and virtuous, goal setting, achieving. You know what I mean. Okay. Well, you know what? Either none of you get a point or all of you get a point. Because none of you were right, but you're all in the right direction. The name was... In that it was a name. (laughs) Well done, guys. Female workplace. It was in English. That's why we're all correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So they were called the Blockade Men. Blockade Men Assemble. Um, so then things kick off a bit and we have skirmishes there's a battle and there is a mishap in the battle so basically this leader Cephas Quested not pronounced correctly and I apologise the gang leader he's drunk and he approaches a midshipman and he thinks that he's a member of the gang but he's actually a blockade man oh I know and he gives him his gun and he tells him to just blow anyone's brains out that's trying to stop them. Oh, no. But of course, that is not what happens because this guy is a blockade man. So, oh, shit. Of all the things to say as well, you know, sometimes you can accidentally send something to the wrong WhatsApp group or something. <laughs> this is the equivalent of kind of like just going, here's a gun, blow anyone's fucking brains out. Anybody <laughs> is so like, it gets in our way of all the smuggling we're doing. Many thanks to you. <laughs> it's just the worst possible thing he could have said. So By the way, we're the blue men. We're the blue men. <laughs> yeah. My full name is Stefano Quested. I, I can't Cephas Quested. Cephas I'm going to write down the headquarters address just so you have. Question, what does the blockade man do now that he's been handed a gun? He blows everybody's brains out because he's like, there's a better life for me. Guess. Anyone, any of us? He uh, captures the... Uh, the HUD honcho. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Laura is correct. I finally um, got a real point, not any pity point. 
<laughs> Laura is correct. And he um, turned the musket on the leader and he arrested him. And then the leader refused to give up anybody or turn King's evidence, as they called it then. So he is hung on July 4th, 1821. And then George Ransley becomes the gang's leader. So smuggling life goes on. Uh, they're hanging out at the Walnut Tree Inn. Their head, that's their headquarters. They're living their best smuggling gang lives. Fun fact, that pub is still there and it serves local bitters to local people. Hey! <laughs> nice. <laughs> this new guy, he's very well organised, this George Ransley. It's a cooler name though. It's a better name. I can pronounce it probably. <laughs> and um, he's a better leader. He's better organised. He didn't give his gun to the enemy, so it's kind of a low bar, <laughs> but you know... <laughs> And he had a kind of a set drill, which everybody stuck to. So everybody, all the locals that were involved, they'd be like prepped that the pubs that they were going to, because um, there'd be more than one pub involved, they'd be like cheese and ale to feed all the helpers. Guards would be bribed, locals would be warned. All the contraband stuff was usually transported in tubs. And sometimes there was like storage houses used. I'm going to quote one source. This is just an example of the military style. Ransley's tub carriers could unload a boat or a ship or a tub rope of its tubs within minutes. The Batmen formed a half circle and the beach round the beach boat facing outwards with levelled muskets leaving a small group through which the hurrying tub carriers passed up the beach to the marsh. The Batmen usually warned off the blockade men before firing, but if the warning was ignored, firing ensued. Once the carriers were off the beach, the Batmen formed a classic rear guard to cover their escape into the marsh, marching, halting, turning about to fire a volley, reloading again and again and then retiring. So it's like this actually really big military operation with all of these kind of ex-military people that are involved. And they had a doctor on call to tend to the wounded. Wow, um, that's quite they, cool. They had lawyers <laughs> for legal representation. So basically the families of anyone wounded or killed were supported financially. So they were never going to prove disloyal. They had wow. everything covered. So, so far so good. Nothing can possibly go wrong. Until the early hours of um, the 30th of July, 1826, everything starts as normal. You've got two lines of smugglers carrying tubs of illicit spirits from a boat close to the Dover shore. The usual fighting party armed with long duck guns provided protection. But this time, you've got this local seaman, Michael Pickett. He sees the gang, he fires his pistol in warning, and he alerts the preventative service quartermaster to the trouble. And then this guy gets shot. And then there's a whole thing. And then like basically all these extra people come to kind of stop the smugglers. So some of the smugglers end up disappearing into the night, but they leave 33 tubs of liquor behind. Nice. Mm, party. Know. <laughs> um, Such an idiot. <laughs> no, this is good. You've got to break up my monologue with this good stuff. Well, because... I, was, I was like, why didn't anybody, like maybe because I have a ju- junior high sense of humor. I'm like, she said semen. Like, <laughs> I made a laughing face. I tried to invite everybody I in, like, but oh, I was like, oh, I don't, want man. I don't want to interrupt. She's like on a roll, but I'm like, she said, see, I feel like it's a Beavis and Butthead moment. I'm like, yeah. she said, you know oh. what? You are absolutely right to call me out on that. I rushed through semen and I should have let that breathe. It needs a proper do. Come on. Anytime there's a semen involved. <laughs> All right, you guys go nuts. Have your semen fun. <laughs> the moment now, is passed. <laughs> this guy's been shot. He's high up. There's a reward of 500 pounds and a free pardon. And though the locals are starting to get pissed off with the smugglers, but they're still quite reluctant to offer clues. Did you also but, say long duck guns? 
Because yeah, I, I had a question. I, <laughs> I think I did say that, but I'm not prepared to reread my notes. What's no, that's just, I just wondered if that was a thing that I didn't know about. Because then amongst the semen, I was like, you know, I, well, that's I a know. that's a character in Sixteen Candles. Um, oh because, God, yeah. that long duck. That movie <laughs> taking it back to John Hughes a long time ago. Has Sorry, not aged well. No, that's not aged well. I mean, nothing has aged well apart from Bill and Ted. <laughs> Very true. They did a reboot. I haven't watched it yet. Thank oh, you. I really liked it. I really liked okay. the reboot. Because anything Keanu touches, oh, I love him. Tends to Secretly want to marry him or date him or just have his babies or or just touch him. You're right. <laughs> big fan, big fan. But there's pictures of like Keanu Reeves when he meets fans. And I remember just seeing somebody post it on Twitter saying Keanu's taking no chances. And he's got his sort of arms around yes. them. But you can see that he's not touching them. He doesn't he won't touch anybody because no. he doesn't want any inappropriate behavior. He's like the coolest guy, though. I mean, he will stop on the... There's stories all the time. He lives in Los Angeles that he stops and helps people with their cars breaking down and he buys everybody in Starbucks coffees. I mean, he's just like the most zen, nice guy ever. He seems awesome. He really does. He was my 15-year-old crush. Myself is 15. Oh, I I meant to tell you this because I've listened to the podcast. Uh, Long-time listener, huge-time nerd uh, fan. Um, I... I know somebody in there likes Jason Bateman. I actually made out with Jason Bateman when I was like <gasps> years old. Oh How are you God. just saying this love. now? Excellent <laughs> drunk women gossip. <laughs> I also made out with Scott Bale at a similar time. Um, okay, not as impressive. Let's back up to Bateman. <laughs> yeah. we, okay, I don't care if we're ever on. Continue. You made out with my... Uh, not a big deal. I don't remember me. anything about it. It was a, There was two clubs in Los Angeles that were really big that people went to. Uh, mm. It was Dylan's and 321 Club. And I just like walking through the hallway. It was like, he wasn't really famous. His sister was. He wasn't. He would just tag around with Mallory, uh, you know, everywhere. And um, so, no, I just... One night, just like, yeah, it's the 80s, you know, just make out for a little bit and then you, you move on. You just called her the name that she was on Family Ties instead I of her know. name. That's so <laughs> because that's, that's how I remember her. I actually waited on them, too, at oh a restaurant. Oh, my God. I oh, wow. like, was that before, before or after the yes. scene? <laughs> made out with what? him. Uh, I, I waited on him after I made out one, but he didn't. I didn't bring it up and neither did he because I'm pretty sure neither one of, like, he would not remember me. Make it out. It was like when it was. It was a time. It was a period. He just made out with people and then went back to the dance floor. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, this it's is just that awesome. I grew up in a place where that never turns into an anecdote. It's like I think he I, runs <laughs> Jimmy's Cement Company now. We had a moment. <laughs> I I'm the worst because I grew up in Los Angeles and I mean I. It's not like I've seen celebrities everywhere, but I have seen, and I'm the worst because I, I won't recognize who they are at all. I, I've, I literally have sat next to Sean Penn at a restaurant for about 45 minutes and he's only two feet away from me before I realized Sean Penn is sitting next to me. Well, like, I'm and the what worst. are you going to do with him? Right by me. And I don't, I'm, some people are really starstruck. I am not that way at all. Like literally I don't even see them. They're like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, it was only because, you know, um, sister, sister Bateman was standing next to him that I knew that was his yeah. who he was so yeah. he wasn't famous at the time oh, that's man. a good story that is a good story i'm a bad celebrity stalker that's what i'm telling you right now <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> i've seen tons of people but it's after after the fact i'm like oh my god i mean i actually had george michael standing behind me at an elton john concert he was there for like an hour and a half before i recognized george michael standing behind me wow. um i'm not a good celebrity stalker at all but he that's is a he good. was a beautiful beautiful man wow 
Ah. He, maybe that was my Labrador's name. That would have been there. The golden retriever. It should have been George Michael. <laughs> um, Ironically, George Michael is the name of Jason Bateman's son in Arrested <laughs> Development. So we come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I tangent long enough. No, oh, we, gonna... we needed to know. I needed to know that. I yeah. That. That, that was beautiful. Like genuinely, that's that's made all of our days. <laughs> Jason Bateman's going to call me up. Uh, why are you telling stories about me, Laura? It's, it was 30 years ago. We and you're going to be like, well, where was my tip? <laughs> Just I'm, the I'm, tip. No. I'm, I'm assuming he was a good tipper in a restaurant. He's a nice uh, guy, right? I, I don't remember. I don't remember them being poor tippers. So you only remember like outrageous yeah. or somebody's really crap. So so um, he was good. He fine. was fine. Image saved. He's fine. <laughs> okay, so I think we were just about here. This guy's been killed. There's a 500 pound reward, but everybody is still kind of the townspeople are like sort of sick of smuggling but also they're still benefiting from smuggling. And they don't see smuggling as bad because they think the taxes are ridiculous. But some of the smugglers are also like, you know, they're sometimes breaking into people's houses and robbing them and stuff. So not all of these smugglers are ace great guys. So there's like basically one of my sources described... Hashtag not all smugglers. Hashtag not all smugglers, guys. Um, but there's like the success of the smuggling gangs was dependent upon the goodwill of the local people. The the gang began to lose this quote unquote special relationship. So basically, it's like they're Hugh Grant in love, actually, and they're only going to stand <laughs> up to bullies if they get to bang Martin McCutcheon. Do you know what? Then that's fair enough. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not worth standing up to bullies. They're really scary. Yeah. Um, exactly. So text. Um, <laughs> Now, eventually, two members of the gang, John Bushell and Edward Horn, were caught and they eventually informed on their colleagues, fucking snitches. Mm. And so it becomes a bit more of an investigation. They've got more to go on. So the Bow Street Runners, the very early police, are involved. And then basically this massive fucking army of 120 preventative servicemen, that's what they're calling it, echoes of today, guys. Preventative servicemen... They march into Oldington to surround Ransley, the, the leader gang guy's house. They want to arrest him. Question, does Ransley come quietly? Oh, I hope not. He's a smuggler. He's a he's the second in command smuggler. Like he no, stood up for a lead, dead man. The, but that's what I I said that wrong. Oh, okay, but like fine. somebody died for his position. Like he's not going to go down easily. That's not what a okay. smuggler does. And I've okay. dated smugglers. <laughs> okay. It's got the pirate's code kicking <laughs> off with Taylor. Any advance, Hannah and Laura? I agree with Taylor. He's not going to go down easy. Okay. Why would he? Okay. I agree. Hannah? I think that also sometimes we've been doing this long enough now that I think, why ask? Why ask the question if he just went, do you know what? That's a fair cop. So yeah, no, I got me. <laughs> yeah. I'm super sorry, you guys. I've led you a merry dance. Oh, <gasps> she he did sur- it. He surrendered without she resistance. She threw us. She, we all, Katie. he saw the size of the resistance. There's 120 people come to arrest him. So he just surrendered. And um, him and six others were handcuffed and marched to Deptford, which was considered far enough away that no rescue attempts would be mounted. And then more people were arrested the next day and taken to London. How far and is then... Dep- 
Deptford? It's South London, isn't it? It is. It is in okay. South London. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, been to, I've been to Deptford. So they were charged. There was a court case. They all pleaded not guilty. Um, but some of them were convicted for crimes. And basically him and a bunch of them get sent. Their sentences were commuted transportation to, like, at this time... This place gets called Van Diemen's Land. Does anyone want to guess what country this is? Australia. That's because that's, that's all we know about it. Australia. Um, Any advance on Australia? <laughs> Gibraltar. Gibraltar, Hannah. Van Diemen's Land. Yeah. Do you mean Vin Diesel's house? It's D-I-E-M-E-N. Diamonds? 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 No, um, Laura, have you ever snogged Vin Diesel? Is my next question. Uh, you know, no, I have not. Um, but I, she I would know. Short, she probably doesn't know. It probably, you know, it, it was pre pre fame. Pre fame, I might have. You know, I don't know. But uh, no, those are those. Are, I've waited on a lot of celebrities. I worked at a high end French restaurant. I told you, and uh, and I've seen a lot of them. Um, but I uh, I don't remember. I slept with okay. any of them. Do you know yeah, what? I'll take I'll take Jason Bateman. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Katie. I've taken right, this look, on. The question was, <laughs> what Monsieur country Bateman. is this? Oh, Area. I'm going to say Transylvania. Okay, you know what? Um, Laura gets it. It was Tasmania. Oh, Tasmania! Oh, that's part of Australia. Oh, devil, devil, devil! And you said yeah, country Tas- Gibraltar. I, whatever. I'm going to go on a quest for you, however, and I'm going to see if I can make out with some more celebrities. <laughs> 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 and then come back and tell us. I'm going to go for the really old ones. They won't know. I could just sneak up on them and their walkers and stuff. Um. <laughs> Get Brad Pitt in the mix and then be like, oh, my dog! I, 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 would, I would very much enjoy that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You I look am... like my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard he's got a wet nose. So... <laughs> So smuggling, yay or nay? I'm pro-smuggling. I think they did what they had to do. Yeah, I think that at the, yeah, I think bring back smuggling is what I say. Should we we have a little cheers? I don't think think we had to bring it back. I think it's still here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, of course it is. How fucking privileged am I? I don't think anyone smuggles anymore. It never left. (laughs) Cheers, guys. Yay. I say we bring back the prisons. Drunk women solving crime. Hey guys, did you know that there's a party on Patreon and everybody's invited? It's true. You can go support us on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. What is Patreon about? What's well, a place where you can support the artists to keep making the content that you like or even love a little bit. Um, when you sign up, you get lots of rewards in return, like ad-free episodes and even extra content. Speaking of which, we've got our live show in full up on Patreon right now from December and the second show will be going up shortly. So it's a great time to sign up. Now, the shout outs for this week are, and as always, I'm so sorry if I say your name wrong. Let me know when I'll say it again. We've got Tori Spratt, Cheris Parslow, Annie C, Shannon McCluskey, K.W. McKenzie, Janice Campbell, Diana Porto, or I want to say Diana. I love that name. Let me know how it is. I'm going to do it again. I'll do it again for you. <laughs> Helena Timms, Christina Owen, Elena Steenson, and Talitha Slaughter-Hudson. Thanks as always, guys, and we'll see you over there.
this is our listener crime that we need to solve. I don't think there's a name on this one, or at least the way we've saved it, I cannot see a name. So I'm just going to go ahead and read this, and thank you to whoever sent this. I've been the victim of a few crimes, but please solve this one. Dropping my son at nursery, he started crying, so I put my belongings on a bench and gave him a cuddle. He goes in, and my mobile phone had gone from where I put it down. Only me, my friend, and one other family were there. I called my phone repeatedly. My friend did too. It rang and rang. Then it got turned off. Spoke to the school office. They called the suspect on their own phone. They claimed their toddler son had picked it up and that they hadn't noticed. To set the scene, when I had put the phone down, I put it down with a box of gingerbread men on top of it. (laughs) Did they take the gingerbread? Well, this is it. Like, so did the toddler... like take everything did they (laughs) just what is going on here it does feel like there might be a family trying to take a phone yeah because and they're blaming it on their toddler but any you can get away with that i think saying oh my god my toddler picked that up i'm really sorry but not if it's got a box of biscuits on the top that's the thing a child goes for a child doesn't think oh i'm gonna take this iphone that's worth 400 quid i'm gonna take the gingerbread man unless they really want to play fruit ninja come on yeah I think the kid took the cookies and the dad or mom was like, there's a free phone. Yeah. yeah. It does feel like they were trying their luck. Like, cause like I used to, one of my many pre successful career jobs was I, I've worked for various insurance companies, but one of them was people used to ring up and say, Oh, um, my toddler, um, washed my laptops crystal screen whatever with like some you know furniture polish and now my laptop is ruined and I need to claim money but like a lot of the time the people that would I was just the person typing in but the people would be like yeah like you just thought you could clean your laptop and you're a dick and you're now blaming on your toddler so that you can claim Mm. insurance like so there is an element of like as much as I'm a parent of toddlers and I want to be like, well, you should just let anyone with a toddler do whatever they say is true because their life is already horrible. Come on, let's trust everybody. But like, also, it's like it's such an a advocate for parenthood. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only reason you should become a parent is so that you can get out of everything ever. Mm. <laughs> See, if it were, if it was like peanut butter, I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah. Incredible. But like, I think it's a family, it's a crime family, is what it is. The mm. kids are like, mm. gonna lift the cookies. They're like, yeah, and then we'll go for the phone. Yeah, they're, they're, setting, they're setting it up early. They've trained their son. They're yeah. Like, it's like it's like an Oliver pickpocket kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. It's a family of thieves. Okay. So, are we, so this family that are like, oh, it was my toddler. I'm innocent. We're actually blaming them. Yeah. So our conclusion is crime family. Oh, did we do crime that family. thing again? We're such victim blamers. We've just gotten worse and worse. <laughs> we didn't blame the victim, though. The victim was the person who had their uh, phone nicked. We oh, just, um... sorry. I read into that as like it was a setup. And, and never mind, never mind. Okay. So we're blaming strangers with toddlers. So we're very much still blaming a mother, though, which is what we always we're do. We're blaming, so. yeah. <laughs> Champions. I like, if this happens to me in the future we're gonna change our announcement (laughs) of like who's to blame it's aliens that's what it is aliens did it it's always aliens there's aliens and look just like toddlers are really difficult you guys and all sympathy but this sounds suspect (laughs) (laughs) okay so 
we solved it. We didn't make it worse unless like now there's <laughs> going to be war on the toddler playground between parents. Basically, I think we solved it and cheers. 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 Woo! Big okay. Little Lies 3. I love that part. We didn't make it worse. That's we good. That's, we that's didn't make it too much did, worse. We didn't make it worse. We have just enough time to ask the fantastic Laura Hayden, what are you up to? Where can we find you? Well, I'm going to work on my celebrity stalking. And see if I can, <laughs> um, let's see what B-level celebrities I can make out with before I talk to you guys again. Um, <laughs> I, if I capture Brad Pitt, I'm coming back on. I don't care. What oh, we're yeah. About. Seriously, <laughs> there's like, a spot for you. If yeah, I get, we'll do a special. Yeah, Chris, Helms, Chris, Chris Helmsworth, I've been drinking bourbon. Uh, <laughs> Brad Pitt, uh, uh, any of the Chris's actually, Chris Pine, Chris North. Um, uh, we can pass on Christopher Walken, but I can probably get Christopher Walken. <laughs> Anyhow, listen to, to my podcast, Whiskey Women. Yeah. Uh, and Katie was on it, and I would love to have both of you other ladies on it if you're interested. Oh, uh, we drink whiskey, we tell whiskey stories, and I uh, have a whiskey expert tell us about how you make whiskey. And it's uh, educational and entertaining. I call it edutation, education, edutation, uh, fun, you, fun, you entertainment. I don't know. I can't talk, about, but uh, it's, it's great, all of those It's a really um, fun podcast. I really so, enjoyed being a guest, and I really enjoyed all the ones I've listened to. Oh, good. Thank you for listening. Anyhow, uh, you can find me on uh, Dr. Laura Hayden on Instagram. Laura Hayden on everything else. So awesome. I would say I, w- I was supposed to be in the UK, but then corn- actually uh, in September, I was supposed to be in the UK, but guess what? Nope. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, were you, were you going to be doing Edinburgh? Uh, I was going to pop in and do shows. We just jump up. I wasn't going to have a proper show this uh, year, I don't yeah. think. but um, uh, cause I didn't have the bankroll. But um, do you know what? Don't say that. For Edinburgh this year, you could be like, oh my God, I was going to do my circus show. I was going to have uh, an elephant. I was going to, yeah. oh was, my God. It's going to be amazing, but now no one will see it. I did a one woman show at Edinburgh because uh, Eddie Izzard, who's my favorite ever, um, he's my most favorite ever. I, I've seen him a, a dozen or plus times. Uh, I have met him uh, in LA a couple of times, but I didn't try to kiss him. So maybe I'll try it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, Eddie, this is for research. Just, puck, <laughs> just go pucker with up. <laughs> just pucker up. I don't need a tongue. Just pucker up. Um, anyhow, uh, it was so weird because I took a picture with him and I put my hand on his knee like we were familiar, like I knew him. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just... But he said uh, to be a proper comedian, you have to add, uh, performed in Edinburgh. So I was like, well, Eddie said it. I have to do it. So I wrote a one-woman show and I took it to Edinburgh and... It, I, my goal as my first time there as American, nobody knew me, is to have no zero audiences, which I did every day and nice. I no break and I had no zero audiences. So nice. that was, there was one day that only had three, but I had no zero audiences. So That's awesome. uh, I, that was a success. And then the next year I brought a show called Comedy and Cupcakes, which I, um, is a show I run in LA where I give, I make cupcakes for the entire audience. And I ran that. And that was a huge success because it turns out you people really like your baked goods. <laughs> only every single day. Wow. People like, I can cupcake and sit through the show. Great. Um, so oh, uh, I was going to bring that again, I think, because that was really fun. And I got yeah. some really, people are like, you give out cupcakes and the room's packed. And I did it in the yurt. Uh, so if you know, yeah. So I packed, I put 77 people one day in that yurt. Wow. Uh, if you know the yurt, about 20. but i also know the size of ovens in edinburgh and i'm like wow that's a lot of that's a lot of batches of cupcakes 
I cheated. I purchased them. I was like, every day, I'm like, I need 24 cupcakes every day. And they're like, I'm like, can you make me a difference? For the next 28 days, I need 24 cupcakes every day. What can we work out? Um, so I would come pick up cupcakes and go to the show. I love it. Do you think they just thought you were really sad? And just like, <laughs> I just need at least 24. This, this lady gained 100 pounds during the fringe. How is that possible? <laughs> oh, that's like when I used that, to go get donuts drinking. and I'd be like, um, I think Paul wants three custard filled <laughs> and Gemma. <laughs> I can oh, pound down some donuts. I'm a good American. Oh, uh, donuts. <laughs> But this is awesome. Laura Hayden, thank you so much. And well, the, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter. On Facebook and Insta, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Listening. Bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.